What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of DC and RC. My buddy Luke Rockwell stops by in a bit. He's going to talk about UFC 268 and his fight against Sean Strickland. But first, I got to get to more of the questions sent to me by you, the fans. I got a question about the fight this weekend. This is a massive fight. Corporate Jake, let me get it. Rashid asks, should the winner of Brunson versus Till get the winner of Adesanya versus Whitaker over Cannoneer? No. No. I don't think the winner of Brunson versus Till jumps Jared Cannoneer. No. I I think that's the problem with the sport today. Is we live in the now so much that we forget about what happened two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, Jared Cannoneer beat Kelvin Gastelum in a very tough fight. So what can Derek Brunson or Darren Till do right now to springboard him? I think what really should happen is the winner of the fight this weekend should be on the same card as the Edesanya Whitaker fight against Jared Cannonier. That's the fight that should happen. Because if Cannonier fights Brunson, say Brunson gets through him, you will see him have to show very improved wrestling, which he did against Gaslam. If he has to fight Till, you'll see Darren Till with an opportunity to reintroduce himself and propel himself into a title shot. Because I got to say this about Darren Till. Darren Till kind of has that thing, right? Darren Till's loud. He's boisterous. He's everything you think of when you think of an English fighter, right? We go back to Ricky Hatton. We go back to Prince Nassim Hamed. Right? They're, they're, they're kind of arrogant, right? And you need that. Leon Edwards is the best fighter in England right now, but he's very reserved. He's very quiet. Leon Edwards is a guy that you want to go sit and watch a movie with and hang out. Darren Till, you want to hit the pub with. You want to go and party with a Darren Till, but you also wanted to go and party with Michael Bisping. You want to party with Ricky Hatton. You want to party with Prince Nassim, right? It was the same issue that I think Lennox Lewis had when he was the heavyweight champion of the world. He was too reserved. He did not strike fear in you. And that reserved mentality, that reserved approach is why I believe that Leon Edwards gets overlooked so much. But in Darren Till, you have all those things. He has all those qualities. And I feel like for mixed martial arts in England to stay where it is for a long time, it was written. It rolled the back of Michael Bisping, right? Either you love Bisping or you hated Bisping. You always tuned in. Darren Till has that same type of ability. And for English mixed martial arts, that's the type of guy that needs to be at the forefront of their fight in um, their fighting in the United States of America. Big spot for Darren Till, not only in terms of beating a guy that's tough like Derek Brunson, but also for what English mixed martial arts needs right now in terms of the UFC. Guys, I have loved this. This has been truly phenomenal. But in order to do this, we got bills. <laughs> I got bills to pay. So how do I pay these bills? I pay these bills with these ad reads. So even though you may not love them, I love them. So let's get back to DirecTV. And you know what? This does sound familiar to me. I've done those things. You've got one device that lets you watch the games live. Another one lets you stream your favorite shows. You got the highlights on your phone. You've also got your neighbor's best friend's login for the really good stuff. 
You want to know a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle? And a great way to finally get it all in the same place. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like you've never had before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling those remotes. You don't need to buy another device ever again. You know what the best part is? There is no annual contract. So you get rid of the clutter. You get rid of the confusion. And you get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You want to learn more? All you got to do is go to DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device is required. And the content varies by package. Don't go nowhere. Let's keep reading. Modelo, my good friend, your good friend, the brand that always supports DC and RC. But you know what makes Modelo special? It's brewed for us. It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. You wouldn't expect anything less from the official beer of the UFC. Modelo was an underdog, just like most of us. Came from the humble beginnings, and it never gave up. It's brewed from premium hops to create a crisp Pilsner-style lager, which set the standard for Mexican authentic beer. So the next time you're watching a fight, Make sure you've got the beer that's always in your corner. Make sure you've got your Modelo. It's brewed for those with the fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Now, one guy that always brings the fight. One guy that came from a smaller organization and truly made an impact on the UFC, even became the interim champion, is Justin Gaethje, the human highlight. And yesterday... The human highlight sat down with our own Brett Alcomodo. Let's take a listen. The whole neighborhood had a barbecue the other day, and they only know Conor McGregor. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, so I'm ranked number two, and he's ranked number seven. You know, I'm sure it'll go down in history as I had an opportunity to fight him, but I don't know that I did. I don't care. He's hanging around in L.A. drinking too much soy milk. There was no obvious check that should have caused a break like that, so he has weak bones. I gotta go out and prove myself every fight. That's what every single one of us has to do. I enjoy it. I'm a show off. Like I said, I'm a performer. I'm excited. So, here for a bit. I mean, Justin Gaethje is something else, right? We all love Justin Gaethje. And he's fighting Michael Chandler in November. He also just signed a brand new UFC contract. So, not only is Justin Gaethje. Very fun. Justin Gaethje is also very rich and honestly a fantastic golfer. I golfed with Justin Gaethje in Florida. Dude hit a shot in from 185 yards. He hit it. We're standing on the fairway. We're looking, looking, looking. Ball disappears in the cup. It is fantastic. Dude's almost a scratch golfer. He's a fantastic athlete. Also, at the 17th hole at TPC, Justin Gaethje takes a golf ball on the island green runs up to the edge and throws it 135 yards right before it hit the green. It hit the bank of the green at TPC Sawgrass. Dude literally threw that golf ball 135 yards. He's a fantastic athlete, fun guy to be around. He was on our weigh-in show one time, and Chandler was one of the hosts, and he looked at Chandler, and he kind of starts doing this thing. Like, like he kind of turns his head to the side, and he goes, ah, Chandler, I really just want to punch you in the face. He goes, you got one of those faces that people really want to punch. And, and Gage is going to try to punch him in the face. But the reality is he's got a willing opponent in Michael Chandler. Chandler is as confident as any human being you've ever met in your life. He works extremely hard. This fight is going to be so crazy because somebody's going down, right? We, we have seen 
the fights that Chandler has had in Bellator with Eddie, Eddie Alvarez and all these other guys. We have seen what Justin Gaethje has done, not only in the UFC, but when he was fighting in formerly uh, PFL before World Series of Fighting. We have seen these guys perform for so long that it can only be magic when you lock these two inside the octagon. Jake, let's get to another question. Ray asks, how come Zhang can get the immediate title rematch and Stipe doesn't? You know, Ray, here's the issue, right? When you talk about fighting, you talk about not only the actual fight, you talk about the business, right? You talk about the business of fighting. And when you look at the contenders for Rose Namajunas and her first title defense since recapturing the championship, you look at Carla Esparza, who has won a lot of fights in a row and looked like she's improved at every turn. And you look at Zhang Weili, right? Zhang Weili brings China also. <laughs> Zhang Weili brings more people than any country in the entire world. So you feel the economic impact of Zhang Weili holding the championship. Not, not only that, Zhang Weili and Rose didn't fight very long, right? Zhang Weili fought Rose for about a minute. So you... you you can see how the UFC would look at it and say, well, she got caught. Let's let them run this back, right? Not only for the economic uh, stakes, but also because fast fight. Stipe went into the second round when he got knocked out. And in the first round, he really didn't seem to have many answers for Francis Ngannou. So it seemed like the writing was on the wall for Stipe Miocic. But Zhang Wei Li looked like she was going to be a long-reigning UFC champion. Unfortunately, she ran into Thug Rose. I'm going to New York City to watch this fight. And this fight card is going to be crazy. Because not only do you have Usman versus Covington, Rose Namajunas versus Wei Lee, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, you also got the return of my man Luke Rockhold. It's going to be a great fight week in Madison Square. It's going to be a great fight week in New York City and a great fight night in Madison Square Garden. And as the theme of the show has been, we've been answering fan questions. So, Corporate Jake, let's get another one. This is from at AngeloFran412. Could Luke Rockhold be done with a loss to Strickland? You know what? That's a great question. But why should I answer it? When we can have Luke Rockhold himself answer it, let's welcome in the former UFC champion, former Strike Force middleweight champion, my man, Luke Rockhold. Rockhold, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Doing well, my man. Good to, good to see you. Good to be Luke. back on. <laughs> Luke, listen. What about mm -hmm. that question, though, right? Well, As like, you get like you older in your career, like you, you get longer, and you've, accomplished, and you've accomplished the things you've accomplished, Rockhold, people start to yeah. question whether or not you still have it. And if you can't get past a Sean Strickland... Does this point to the end of your career? DC, you know as well as me, like you said, you read off the accomplishments. I've, I've done it. I've done Strike Force World Championships. I've done UFC World Championships. And the mindset is never, you never let losing any into your brain. And so, you know, that's not a thought process. So I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about whooping this kid's ass. I'm thinking about putting myself back where I, where, where I belong, where I know I can be. 
when you look at Sean Strickland, right, there seems to be some tension between you two. And I don't know if it's a, a personality clash. I don't know if it's because it doesn't really excite you because it's a fight that you were offered before that you kind of said, this doesn't really get the juices flowing. Was that fight that he won enough to change that completely and now you view him as a legitimate threat and a guy that can really propel you right back into where you want to be in the middleweight division? Uh, I mean, I, I knew he was tough. I seen him in the gym, and I knew he was tough. Um, it wasn't a name at all. No one really knew of him, and it didn't ex- didn't excite me. You know, now he's got a he's got a uh, he's got a good ranking, and it's Madison Square Garden too. So I mean, between the two, the card, the stage, you know, and 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 obviously taking taking a ranking, getting somewhat of a name. They pushed him pretty hard last time, so it you know it gets me up. And and this kid just, <clears throat> I really don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like the way he treats people in the gym, and and uh, he's he's just a, you know, a guy that goes out there and says he wants to kill somebody in the ring. It would be he'd be happy if he killed somebody. We're all professionals here, and and that to have that, to have that thought process is is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I just don't like like I said, I've seen him in the gym. I've seen how he treats people, and he's just he's not someone to you know I want to see representing the sport. You know, when you talk about seeing him in the gym, rock. There's a, a a thing about what happens in the gym stays in the gym, right? We don't carry that into our competitions. First, did you and Sean get to train together, right? Did y'all get to train together? If so, yeah. was that anything you could use in the fight? And what gym, what gym are you talking about where you saw Sean Strickland? Because I'm confused. Uh, Sean, Sean, like the kid jumps around. He like goes from gym to gym, and uh, and he has that. He must. Must build that lifestyle. It must build that because, like, because he doesn't have no no true team. So he's constantly putting himself into every other team and and just doing battle and trying to hurt people because, rather than working with teammates and trying to do his thing. So uh, he came down to Ruka. I trained with him once. Um, you know, it's it's something something to gain. Yeah, he's he's a tough kid, <laughs> but he hasn't. He hasn't let yeah. it go, you know Rod Rod Cole, DC, you know me. Go, when I'm Rod outside Cole, of camp, go. when I'm out of camp, DC, you know I'm a different person. Yeah. So yep. you know it was. So you know he's got. You- I've got. I've got an understanding of who he is. I don't think he has a true understanding of who I am. Who I am. Okay. 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 So that wasn't the real Luke Rockhold because, as I can attest, from a friendship point and the model lifestyle, the Hollywood lifestyle, Luke Rockhold likes to enjoy himself in terms of living life when he's not preparing for something. But as you turn the focus back to preparing for a fight, right, and you got Sean Strickland on the docket, you have been very vocal about a lot of things in regards to your career. But when you look at your career and you look at Luke Rockhold today opposed to five years ago, what's the ultimate goal? Because a lot of our contemporaries, a lot of guys that we shared the top of the mountaintop now are gone. How does Luke Rockhold work himself back in the title contention if that's even something he still hopes to do inside of the UFC's octagon? I, I think it's just fighting more present. I think that's been my problem is, is I've had so many other distractions, so many things pulled from me over the years and, and put the pressure on me to where I haven't, I haven't been able to fight, you know, as presently as, as I could be, you know, with weight on my shoulders and, and that you kind of rush through things. You don't relax. You don't, you're not, you're not there. And so, um, this time is, you know, I've had my time away from the sport and, you know, I've, I know that, you know, my window is closing and I'm still, I still feel like I'm the best at what I do. 
Um, and I want to end it on my own terms. You know, I, I felt like I, my fight against Yoel was not an ideal setup, you know, with, with a lot of things that went on with that fight, a lot of complications that wasn't really true to form. And, uh, you know, and I, I jumped up and I fought Jan Blockwitz, which is now the champion. And I, I just overshot my wad and I didn't it adjust great, to the right? But that. That age is that age is great, right? That fight when you went to two hundred, becomes the champion, right? Bohovich beats everybody up and is who he is today. So you could take something from that. But at middleweight is where you've always been the most dangerous. Now, when you look at the middleweight landscape, a guy with your name, a guy that's accomplished things that you got, it only takes a little bit to put himself back into the conversation. So if we're looking, Sean Strickland in November. How soon would Luke Rockhold like to get back in there and just go full full steam ahead to try and reintroduce himself to the upper echelon of the division? I mean, I think I think this is an, uh, this is an, a, a way to identify myself right now, and depending on how I perform and how I go in there and do my thing, and that's that's all that is. You know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't take much. This is Madison Square Garden. I have a ranked opponent, and so going out there and putting on a performance. I think asserts myself and puts myself right where I want to be, um, and uh, you know, I'm 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 36. I gotta I gotta come out clean, and then we can then we can talk. Champ, I got one more question for you, and I gotta ask, man. I can't let somebody come on here and not get their thoughts on Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley last weekend. I mean, little fight weekend, but also the post fight <laughs> antics that went on. You had Tyron asking for a rematch. You had Jake Paul retiring, unretiring. You had Logan Paul in there. Dave Chappelle congratulating Tyron as he won. What did you think of the fight, Luke? Did you think it was as close as the judges may have scored it? And, like, what is your feeling when you watch all these former mixed martial arts champions fighting in these boxing matches? And talk to me about Tyron specifically in the fight against Jake Paul. Honestly, you want to know the truth? I didn't even get to watch it. I watch, I mean, I watched. I watched oh. the last two rounds. I, I watched the last two rounds on uh, <laughs> through Facetime through our boy Lazy <laughs> through Michael. So, oh, so um, you stole it? I, I mean, I didn't technically steal. I was just we shared it. We shared it just like <laughs> just like Jake Paul and Logan Paul share every freaking every time the freaking cameras on. These kids should just do a tag team <laughs> match. I don't know what they're like. L- l- let let one of them support you know themselves. I mean they they're they're constantly on each other's backs. It's kind of annoying, you know. It's like you can't even get a word in without both of them squeaking in. So Tyrone, Tyrone is Tyrone. He just doesn't didn't really like pull the trigger like he should. You know, I think he I think he could have finished this fight. You know, and he, he just you know just over just just hesitated conservatively, and you know he he had it, and it's right there. I think Jake is Luke. You know. Luke, is Jake real? Is Jake Paul real? Is Jake Paul real, Luke Rockhold? Jake's tough. Real in what sense? I mean, like, real? He's not a professional boxer. A real fighter. Is he a real fighter? Is he a real fighter? (laughs) He's a tough kid. He's a tough kid, and he showed that he can can withstand and take some shots and, and keep going, so... uh He's, you know what? He's, he's. If anything, he's a decent boxer. Fighting is different. Fighting is boxing is not fighting. We all, we all have to identify that. You put on gloves onto two guys to dumb down their, their version of, you know, combative skills to, to overcome each other to perform. Boxing is not fighting. Boxing is a performance. It's a dumbed down version of fighting. All right. Technically, mm-hmm. when you in the dictionary, this is. 
excuse my language, but it, it, I take the defensive. He's not a real fighter. No, he's not a real fighter. If you want a real fighter, he, you know, you can step in the game with four ounce gloves and we can we can do business. But that's not the case. Oh, man. My man, Luke, hey, so good to have you on, my brother. I can't wait till next week when you come up here and train. Uh, we're going to grind. And I cannot wait, Rockhold, to see you compete in Madison Square Garden. Thank yeah. you for joining me, my friend. I can't. I can wait because getting in that wrestling stance is no fun. Getting down, baby. But <laughs> let's, get it, let's get it going. I look forward to it. I'll see you soon. All right, Luke. All right, Luke. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, DC. It was nice for Luke to join me right now, but next week I'm going to torture this dude when he comes to my academy in Gilroy. But this fight card is only getting better. Last weekend, we saw some more announced fights. We get Rockhold versus Strickland. We get Jermaine Durandamy coming back after a long hiatus, taking on Irene Aldana. Frankie Edgar taking on Marlon Vera. And then how about Raging Alaya Quinta taking on Bobby Green? I'm telling you guys, New York City is going to be on fire for UFC 268. I cannot wait to get that. I'm going early. I'm going early because I want to be a part of the festivities. I want to be available to ESPN. I want to be at the seaport. I want to be in Bristol. I want to be around all week as we get prepared for what truly is going to be one of the greatest fight nights that we have seen all season. And guess what? When All year, I'm sorry. But when you're at Madison Square Garden, it really does hit a little bit different on a fight. I'm talking from experience and just watching. The last time we went to Madison Square with three title fights, the roof got blown off of the garden for as loud as it was in there. Any Knicks game, playoffs, not playoffs, nothing could have matched what we saw with Rose winning her title over Ioana, with Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw, and then watching George St. Pierre get his second championship over Michael Bisping. It hits different in Madison Square and is going to be good when we get back to UFC 268. Guys, the fan questions have been fantastic. So, Corporate Jake, let's hit him with a few quick hitters before we get done. Angels asks you, what would your WWE finishing move be? You know, back in the day, there was a guy, I don't know his name, but if you watch this, he did my high crotch where he shot the shot. He did the rotation I did to Gustafson and Dan Henderson and all those guys, right? But then as he did the rotation, he caught the guy in the air and he slammed him on his head. It was almost like a spine buster, like a tombstone power driver. That would be my move. It would be something like that. And I I don't know what I would call it. But i tell you this. There used to be these simulation wrestling games back when I was in high school. And I used to go and I would make my something or like sweet nasty it was it was something crazy and corny it was perfect for professional wrestling and i would call it something like that right like the good kiss good night or something something that just truly says that the match is over hit me again corporate jake dj underscore a ask what do you dc mma do if you hear your walkout song turn it up or turn it off uh you know that's a tricky one right it's weird because when you use the same walkout song that I use, like 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 McGregor, like Habib, like Anderson, right? It's a little bit odd because when the music comes on, people relate it to you immediately. So it's like, is this guy being cocky by playing his walkout music? Like, we don't need to hear this. We've heard this 
26 times when you fought, my man. We don't need to relive your glory days by you playing your walkout music. So in the car by myself, I'm like, let's go. I used to walk out to this thing. I did my thing to this song. But in front of people, you know, I act like I don't want to hear it. When in reality, I'm really excited. Jake, hit me again. Angie MMA fan asks, who's the real king of Lafayette? You or Dustin Poirier? Mm, it's getting very difficult for me to keep my title of King of Lafayette with all that Dustin Poirier is accomplishing today. But as I told Dustin before, uh, um, two Olympic teams, two UFC championships, I'm the King of Lafayette, but he is a... Uh, He's, he's really kind of close now. It's, it's starting to get a little hot. I'm getting a little hot under the collar right now because Dustin Poirier is really starting to put the pressure on your boy right now for that claim. Jake, hit me again. Dave asks, if there was one fighter, current or historic, that you wish you could have fought, who would it be? You know what? You know who I want right now? Honestly, I want Holloway. Sign the contract, Holloway. Baddest man on the planet. For years, Max Holloway called me out. It's my turn now. Sign the contract, Holloway. I want the fight. Let's go. Stop running. Stay off of Twitter. Give your boy the fight. It's all I want, Holloway. Let's go. I can stay with that pace. I can keep up. I beat him in the video game with Max Holloway. I want a chance at, at Max Holloway. Max, give me the fight. Daddest man on the planet. Daddest man on the planet. Me versus you. Corporate Jake. I got to tell you something. You got the voice of an angel, my friend. Every time you come in to read a tweet, I get a little tingle down my spine back here. It's right there between the shoulder blades. So for the last time tonight, for the last time today, Corporate Jake, hit me again. The, the dulcet tones of my boy, Jake Levowitz. Jake, let's go. Give me that last. This is from your co-host and our good friend, Ryan Clark. So, DC, since you're killing the show without me, I have a question. Who are you more afraid of running into at the next UFC event? Amanda Nunez or Max Holloway? Don't worry about them, though. I have your back. More my weight class anyway. Love you, bro. That's my boy. RC, man, you are in our prayers. Like I said, we're praying for you and the family and everything to be okay. But once again, there you go, stirring the pot. This dude stirring the pot again, trying to start problems between me and Amanda Nunez. And now he's got his new friend, Max Holloway, right? He's calling him. It's Amanda. I mean, it's Amanda. You see what Amanda's done to everybody. You saw what Amanda did to Megan Anderson. You saw what Amanda did to Rhonda, Misha Tate, what she did to Jermaine Durandamy, and everybody else. It's Amanda Nunes. I'm not saying that I think anybody could be Amanda Nunes, not even myself. So who am I afraid to walk into? It's the lioness. I don't want to run into Amanda Nunes. I'm afraid to have to answer for all the stuff that I've said, even though I feel like I've been very rational and very reasonable. But my friend Ryan Clark, God, with friends like Ryan, why do you need enemies? Why do you need enemies if you got friends like RC always stirred the pot? But what Ryan has done has driven a wedge between me and one of my favorite fighters of all time. Amanda, it's me. Don't let this guy come in here and do this. It's me, DC. I love you. I love Nina. I love the baby. I'm all Amanda Nunes. I'm just trying to be a reasonable voice here for all the fighting. So uh, it would be Amanda Nunes to run into. Look, I like this. I thought it was fun. The questions were fantastic. And, and you know, a lot of times when we think about fans, people don't give you the respect that you deserve in terms of your knowledge of the sport. 
You guys are very knowledgeable and it shows in those questions. Stay engaged, continue to learn, and continue to shoot me those questions because we can do this often, answering those questions because we we and you guys have great topics. And thank everybody that continues to watch us, man. Continues to support the cause. Continues to support me because you love me. And continues to give Ryan the love that he so justly deserved. But I cannot wait until this weekend to go watch Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. Let's see who shoots himself back into title contention on ESPN this weekend. It's been DC and RC. I've been alone. It's been fun. Thanks for the questions. Stay in tune. Find us anywhere you get those podcasts, YouTube. Next week, I'll see you again. Peace.